to the She Leads podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, CEO and founder of She Leads Media, a global media company dedicated to the advancement of women leaders and entrepreneurs worldwide. I'm also an adjunct professor at NYU and Rice University, where I teach on the topic of entrepreneurship. I'm a mom to two wonderful young men and married to my best friend from college. Join me each week as I dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women entrepreneurs and leaders. My hope is that these conversations and their advice will encourage you to put yourself out there and gain the visibility that you and all women deserve. We're all about stripping away the sugar-coated conversations and moving boldly in the direction of our magnificent dreams. For far too long, women have been conditioned to soften their words, modify their actions, and show up in the world to conform to outdated at best and harmful at worst cultural norms and ideals. Why? To keep those who are outside of the power structures from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence. This has prevented women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. The She Leads Podcast is here to shine the light on all the incredible women, to encourage us to show up, speak up, and showcase the amazing work we do, speak with confidence about the innovative and transformational thoughts that we have, and celebrate the positive impact that we are making in this world, both personally and professionally. So let's do this. Let's lead. everybody, and welcome back to the She Leads podcast. This podcast and all of our episodes are brought to you by the She Leads podcast network, the podcast network for women by women. I'm so excited today because I have a very special guest who has also been a speaker at the She Leads Live conference. Her name is Alicia Diggs Chavis, and she is an energy healer. She's a certified master energy healer and intuitive coach that uses sacred geometry and sound healing to change lives. Alicia works with people addressing physical and emotional pain, stress, and trauma from everyday life. She also works with businesses and entrepreneurs in order to shift their energy so that they can do great things in this world. I'm so excited to welcome you to the She Leads podcast, Alicia. Let's get into it. Hey, Adrian. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you sort of post-conference because we we didn't, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk really. And I just want to mention that it was so wonderful having you at the conference for a variety of reasons. But one of them was that, you know, it was really stressful <laughs> during the conference, sort of, uh, I don't know if it was before it got started or in the middle of it. And I know I was mm-hmm. feeling this really, really like nervous type of energy. Of course, I wanted everything to to go well. And I, you know, came to you and said, you know, could you help me? And you were able to sort of sit me down and we were sitting near a window Mm -hmm. and there was after, after you did your magic, right. And really tuned into, (laughs) tuned into what was going on with me and feeling that and guiding me through this profound experience, I literally felt the, that energy, that weight, that 
you know, nervousness, it flew out the window. And it was real. Oh my gosh, it was it was wild, to say the least. <laughs> that was one of the best experiences I've had, Adrian. And first of all, it was honor to, an honor to, to serve you in that way. So um, I'm always, always honored. And I don't take it lightly when people let me tap into their energy like that. But when you felt that release you I don't know if you remember you just started laughing you like this giggle came out and then you started laughing and I looked at you and you're like it just left out and that that was amazing I won't take credit in in to say that I did it I'm a channel so I channel right I'm channeling the energy to help those things happen and I can help focus the energy to help those things happen but you being open to it is you know, 95% of Mm. um, what makes it work and Mm. what um, makes it possible. So, you know, kudos to you for that. And then you went on to have a fabulous conference and no one would have ever known that you had those little (laughs) jitters going on because you were just awesome. So, Oh, thank you so much. So let's talk all about you because you are highly accomplished, incredibly educated, and you also have shifted from the corporate world into more of the spiritual and energy realm. I'd love to kind of take a step back and hear about your your journey, because this is, you know, people come out of corporate, maybe they start their own businesses. I don't really meet a lot of people that go from, you know, corporate into the spiritual energy world. They, mm-hmm. they often, you know, just focus on, on the business and you have your own business, but your first focus is really, you know, helping people with their energy. So could you just kind of take us back to, you know, when, when you were maybe in high school and, and what you were thinking that you wanted to do with your life. Absolutely. Be happy to. So when I was in high school, I was, I was a good student. And so I, you know, was in the mode that it's all about college. College is going to happen. I'm going to go get a high powered job and make lots of money, that type of thing. The way that we're all kind of trained and formed and conditioned. Right. So, um, I had the opportunity to attend Harvard. I did. And I wanted to go into international business. So international business, business undergrad is just not a thing at Harvard, right? So I figured that I was going to need to go to grad school afterwards, which still fell in the flow. It was okay. But I got to my senior year and there was just something in the back of my mind kind of noodling at me saying, more school is not the thing right now. This is not the thing to do. I didn't know what it was going to be. And I was getting nervous because graduation was getting closer. And here my parents had, you know, put out all this money for me to get this fabulous degree in education. Mm. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is embarrassing one. And this is, <laughs> it's, it's scary. Like, what are the next steps? What are the next steps? I was walking through the student union one day. And you know how something jumps out to you, like, like a camera lens just zooms in on it? Mm. walking through the student union and the camera lens zoomed in on the Peace Corps poster. Mm. And I thought, that's it. I just knew, like, that's it. I'm going to go do the Peace Corps thing. And I thought, well, that's the international part. It might not be the business part. But what I I realized after the fact, it was a fabulous experience, just amazing. I ended up getting married when I was there. My kids are a result of, of the marriage of the man that I met in Mali. I was in Mali, West Africa. But it turned me, it, it fed that part of my soul that was all about service and helping mm. people, helping other people, not mm. about the money because it was poor, no money at all. 
And so that kind of started, started the process for me, right, of opening my eyes to maybe what was inside of me in a different way than I had ever really anticipated or even thought of, had been encouraged to think of. Came back from Peace Corps and had a baby and was like, okay, life's getting real. I need to get a job and make some money. Yeah. <laughs> make some money. The, the restaurant jobs aren't making it anymore, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be brought on at Nationwide Insurance as um, in the corporate function doing organizational development. So I was consulting with leaders, uh, intact work groups on being efficient. And it was it was a nice flow from the work that I had been doing in mm-hmm. Peace Corps because it was about development. It was just development in the business world, right? Not, um, you know, not on the ground development. I was there for a couple of years and then finally I said, you know, if I'm going to be really credible as a consultant to anybody, as a young, you know, 20-something girl standing up in front of, frankly, older white men yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the insurance industry, insurance and financial services industry, I need to get some business ba- background of my own. So I went into operations leadership, started in a supervisory role, and I ended up staying there for over 20 years. Mm. I loved it. I loved working with the people. And I was able to bring kind of some of that service mentality, kind of that servant leadership piece mm-hmm. to the role. So I went from, you know, over my years, I went from being a supervisor as my first role to um, VP of operations, working for companies that supported the federal government in health and human services Mm -hmm. types of projects. So think Medicare, Medicare appeals, high volume, tightly regulated, Mm -hmm. you know, those types of things. So for about 10 years, I had a team of 120 folks that um, reported up through to me with Doctors, nurses, regulatory experts, mailroom folks—the whole across the whole, wow. the whole gamut—and they were fabulous. It was a fabulous team. We worked well together, and we we were doing some good things, obviously, because the government kept us there for ten years. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, you know, I I got to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm ready to be back more into some consulting and in that individual contributor role. And so that's when I went, had the opportunity to go into uh, work for a small boutique consulting firm and doing leader development. Okay. Things were flowing along just fine with that until my youngest son was ready to leave for college. Mm. And right, you know, what's you know, what's coming to you, right? <laughs> so the whole empty nester thing kicked in for me. Yeah. And I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it because I obviously hadn't gone through it before. But I started feeling some kind of way and I couldn't figure out how to get myself out of it mm. for a while. I felt like I was lost. I felt like I was being put out to pasture. That part of me as a mom that had spent so many years with, you know, all of my children doing for them and with them and everything being about them, mm. that was just going away almost overnight. And so I needed some help. So I, I started working with a coach, actually, mm-hmm. who really opened my eyes to things. The other piece of it was I was kind of afraid for my marriage because my husband and I had spent, I'll put an edit here, my second husband. So <laughs> this is <laughs> second <laughs> husband. But we had spent a lot of our time, most of our time on the kids, right? Everything yeah. for the kids, very little on our relationship. And so, you know, we had some things we needed to work on, but we'd never really taken the time to do that. So I was afraid that without the kids there as the buffer, yeah, that I'd end up not being 
married to the man I do love. And we're still married, by the way. So it worked out <laughs> just fine. But <laughs> um, when I started working with the coach, she was about, I approached it from the perspective of my marriage, because I figured that's the one thing that I could really work on and fix first. Yeah, I'd have to deal with all the other feelings about being an empty nester. So what I learned from her very quickly was working on my marriage was not about pointing the finger at him, telling him I needed certain things. It wasn't about asking him to do things for me. It was about me looking inward to me, to yeah. myself, oh. to figure out who I am outside of all of the different roles that I had been playing for everyone else, mm. including my husband and my kids and my parents and people at work and, and everything. And I had never taken the time to do that because as women, we don't, we're not trained. We, don't. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah. We just don't do that. We don't build the same type of relationships with ourselves that we focus on building with other people. Mm. And that's why I was in the spot I was in as an empty nester, because I felt like a part of me was dying and I couldn't reconcile that in my brain. Mm. So. As I dug in, and I'm getting to the point here, I promise. As I dug in, I really start to under, started to understand who I was. And, and I, in to a class, that we'll make this another podcast because it's a whole different story about this how I got so into it. so interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a very, so into, it was an intuitive kind of one of those, hey, I need to, this is a class I need to go to. I don't know what this class is all about. I have no idea, but I know that when I saw the advertisement for it, the tears started rolling down my face. Mm. And so that was the universe, my intuition, whatever, telling me that's it, that's it. Mm. Um, it was, it was my first energy healing certification course. Mm. I didn't know what energy healing was at the time. Yeah. But I had that reaction to it when I saw it, when I was searching for something, and I followed my intuition. And so two and a half, three years later, I was a master energy healer. Wow. From not knowing what it, what that was. Oh, my <laughs> before. gosh. Yeah. Uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that part of your journey and, and for being so open about it, because I don't think that we hear a lot of, of these stories and the feelings that are behind it, you know, why we made the moves that we did. And it's, I especially appreciate it because I think that we all have this preconceived thought in our head that, you know, somebody who is highly educated, gone to Harvard, travel around the world for the Peace Corps, you know, that they would start billion dollar unicorn business and some high tech something or other, right? That mm -hmm. That is usually the PS to the story. And it really does make a difference for us as women when we have those layers of relationships and children that we do turn so much of ourselves over to and what that does feel like when they go out into the world and we don't want to stop them like we we nope. yeah so it's it's this like oh my god th this leaves such a void yet go for it like run fly be free and 
it does give us, it's, it's, it is a gift. It gives us the opportunity to rediscover who we were maybe before we started thinking about how we wanted to be, you know, powerful and have these leadership jobs and, you know, running this department of 140 people. It's also like exciting. And, you know, we love talking to people about our wonderful jobs and you know, how busy we are and everything. But we we all do need to take this time to reconnect with ourselves. And I, I love that you have this part of you. It's it's your personality where it's you're highly accomplished and intelligent and also like highly intuitive. It's like those two things exist on a a, a plane that is extraordinary. And I just I'm you know, and you can feel it the minute that you, that anybody speaks to you, you know, you can feel it. And everybody said so at the conference. Mm -hmm. So you, you certainly are on the right path. And I would also say it's, it's definitely not over, right? It's like, this is the next step on the journey. And so I, I know before we started to have our conversation that you were talking a little bit about how you are also kind of maybe moving back into the world of leadership, but incorporating some of this energy work so that you are almost bringing these two worlds together. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because there's, you know, I think that it used to be that, you know, corporate was over here and spirituality was over here and, you know, who you were as a person, you put your spirituality aside to show up at work so you could do your work. I think people are realizing that that doesn't work and mm -hmm. you need to bring your whole self. But how do we do that in a way that satisfies both? Because corporate does need to be focused on productivity and profits and all of that kind of stuff. But it's human beings that are driving all of those things. So mm -hmm. can you just talk a little bit about some of the work that you're doing right now? Absolutely. And thanks for your kind words. I appreciate that. I loved being at the conference and, and meeting with everybody. The energy there was great. And I would encourage anyone who has not experienced it to please do experience it because um, it, it doesn't get any better. The support and the energy was just fabulous. Aww. So <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, you're absolutely right, Adrian. We don't we don't leave ourselves at home when we go to work, right? We are whole people, and the crappy day that we had or the crappy morning that we had at at home comes to work with us, and it impacts us. And frequently, certainly as women, we don't have time in the mornings to you know have the downtime sometimes that we need to be able to focus on. Um, focus on ourselves to get ourselves centered and to be in a good headspace because you're right, it's all about results when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. So when I look back at my journey, I don't see the, oh, I wasted time on my business years. I see the my business years as my training for yeah. <laughs> and the background because I've lived it all. Over 20 plus years, you live it all from a leadership perspective. So I see that as my training and my background for how to apply the energy work that is coming from kind of deep within me now that getting back to who I am. So I'm working with leaders in the business world right now to do just that, to kind of bridge that gap. So very practically speaking, I go into their spaces, I go into their offices. And in some instances, I have my own set up space, dedicated space mm. um, in their facilities. And I go in and uh, I work with their leaders 
It's all voluntary. <laughs> Nobody's forced to do it, but it's all voluntary. They come for what could be an intuitive coaching session. They come for what can be some deep energy work, um, and that can take different forms. It can be um, guided meditation. It can be a sound bath, just using mm. the, the, those beautiful Tibetan singing bowls. You know, 30 minutes of that for a leader in the midst of the battle is is just transformational. It can be more full-on kind of hands-on energy work like I've done with you before, right? Yeah. But in, in a full, deep session, it's, these are VIP experiences and they're very customized. So it really depends on what the person is needing at the moment. So we have a talk about what, that, what they're needing, what they're looking for. And then right in the moment there, we customize what actually makes the most sense for them to do. And it's been fabulous. We've gotten some really, really amazing results. So when they come in, I ask them to start a little quick a survey for me, right? So I ask them how stressed on, on a scale of one to five, how stressed are you? Five being extremely stressed and one being completely relaxed. Um, and then we go play. Then mm. we go do our work. Mm. And then at the end, I say, okay, come back now. How stressed are you on that scale of one to five? And on average, three-point difference mm. in their stress level just from an hour, an hour, 15 minutes of, of work in that way Gosh. and in that environment. They tell me that they get so relaxed that they're able to actually focus better when they get back to work, mm. that they're more confident in their decision-making because of the work that we're doing, because part of the work that we're doing is actually it's it's tapping into them at their core and it builds confidence because when you know who you are and you know how you walk through the world and you know what your gifts and capabilities are, you just show up differently, mm. which has a ripple effect in the business world with your teams or with your peers mm. and on results as well. They tell me that they're able to handle intense, like, high pressure situations or personnel situations, that type of thing. They're able to handle those much more efficiently because they're more centered. They're more grounded. They learn and we talk a lot about responding to situations instead of reacting to situations. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, and, and when, again, when you're kind of in that centered space and you know who you are and you, you kind of walk in that confidence, then you handle situations, ad adverse situations, a whole lot better. Mm. And then just in general, they're just less stressed, less stressed in general, whether it's life or, or whatever. I don't put boundaries in terms of what we can talk about. So I have some people come in and all they want to talk about is the relationship with their husband or their wife yeah. in that moment. And we can do that and we can do energy work around that. Mm -hmm. But that gets back to the, you don't leave your home life at home. Yeah. But let's let's see how we can deal with that so that it's not impacting you in your business, in oh your gosh. business world. This is so interesting. And I just want to, funny, I want to make an observation and then I, uh -huh. I, I want to ask a question. Okay. So the observation that I have, and you probably see it and people won't see it because this is an audio podcast and not a video podcast yet, but I think we are mm -hmm. going to be turning it into a video podcast. Okay. Alicia has these balls of light that are bouncing on her face. It's probably a reflection from a, a window that she's sitting near, but it's so interesting the the way that the light is just over her head and and down her face and on her cheeks and it it just it, it it's reminiscent of of like a native american 
energy that I'm I'm like picking up on, which is like feels so, so, so powerful. I don't know what that's all about, but I am loving it. And <laughs> it, I'm just like enraptured, like watching you and listening to you. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Very, very cool. And it's also funny because, um, you know, when, when we saw each other a couple of times, I think you had your hair down and today you have your hair up and, and you do have a different, I, I feel like you look like Native American, which is really, really interesting to me. I don't know mm. if that's in your, your uh, background at all, but if that is like coming through really hard. <laughs> that's very interesting that you pick up on that. So a couple a couple of things. Yes, I do have some Native American um, ancestry, African American, Native American. Can I tell you a story about a healing that I was doing? Yes. That will it'll kind of make you go, ooh, okay. Okay, please. Because it'll it'll show how intuitive you are, right? Okay. I was doing a sound healing for a woman who is a an experiential medium. And so experiential mediums are the folks that work with law enforcement oh, and help cool. them to solve solve cold cases and things like that. Well, oh. you can imagine the energy surrounding those types of things, right? Those types of cases, just the heavy, dense energy. I literally I had her laid out on my table and I had a bowl on top of her and I was playing the bowl on her to get some energy to like move and release mm. um, from her heart because it had just lodged itself there. She's laying there quietly, and then all of a sudden her eyes just fly open. Remember, she's a medium. Her eyes fly open, and she gets this big smile on her face. And I'm looking at her like, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And she says, there is a Native woman standing on the, other side of, on the other side of the table from you, and she has her hands over top of yours, and she's guiding your hands. And she's looking down at me with this big smile on her face, and she's nodding as if to say, she's got this. She's doing well. She's your teacher, and she's guiding you. And so in that moment, the tears started flowing down my face. Yeah. <laughs> I, right? Right? But... That's how intuitive Adrian you are as well, oh, right? Gosh. To pick up on that, right? Yeah. So, oh my God, that's wild. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild. Oh my God, I did not expect to be going there with this conversation at all. <laughs> that's the beauty of energy. You never know where it'll take you. Oh right? my gosh, this is good stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. It's wild. Wonderful. Sure, sure. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wanted to also ask without, mm -hmm. you know, obviously revealing the companies that you're working for, but I, it's like, it makes me happy to know that there are larger companies out there that are asking for this type of wellness, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are these companies that you're working for like really progressive companies or like that are new and upcoming or are they maybe some of the older companies that you wouldn't expect would invite somebody like you doing this type of work because it, you know, conservative companies could see this as like fringy, right? <laughs> mm -hmm, right. Absolutely. I would say that they are established. However, the leadership that has invited me in is very progressive. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. So in niches and parts of the organ in some in some cases parts of the organization mm -hmm. are really open to it. 
maybe not the entire organization, but in other cases, it's the entire organization because it comes straight from the top. Wow. So some younger leaders, younger, mm. relatively speaking, right? So not the 60, 70 <laughs> age, age, um, um, age leadership, but kind of younger than that. Look at, you know, maybe 40s, oh, mid 40s. This is good. Yeah. This makes me yeah. happy because I, I, I think that the companies that are are going to be the companies that will be around for the long term are the ones that are going to recognize that human beings yep. work for them and you need mm-hmm. to take care of those human beings if you want something in exchange because otherwise people will leave and find they'll either start their own companies or they'll find something that is satisfying to their soul because there's only so long that we can do this type of work that we're all expected to do, which it's almost like no matter what your job is, it it becomes a 24 seven proposition. Right. Right. You know, without, without us giving that permission. And I think in the past, maybe we didn't, I don't know that we didn't need it. We probably always did, but maybe we didn't need it as much because there was much more separation between work and, and home. But now no matter what, it's like, it's integrated. Yeah. No, without our permission. Yes. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, you know, I think one of the things that makes the leaders that I've been working with kind of open to this, well, that's the best way to put it, open to it, aside yeah. from them understanding that there is, even if, even though it might be a little bit nebulous and fuzzy to quantify the results on the business, they really are looking at it. It starts with from a personal perspective for them. And mm. so in the mo- in most cases, they know that as leaders, for them to grow, the first step for them is self-awareness. They need to know themselves. Mm. So I talk to them about mm. know, grow, show, mm. to flow. Right? Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> they need to know themselves at a deep level so they know what they're working with, right? Yeah. They need to grow whether it's from a leadership perspective, whether it's from a human perspective, whether it's from a relationship, whatever perspective it is, they need to be actively looking at their own growth. They need to show other people how to do the same. Mm. And that's the, that's the pulling people up. That's um, the paying it forward, mm. mentoring, all of those types of things. And so some of the most progressive leaders that, that I work with and that are most open to this type of work for their, their own staffs started with them mm. and they saw the benefits so quickly that they're like yeah my my staff needs to need this needs needs to have access to this yeah. needs to be provided you know this type of thing so we work with them on that no grow show i work with them yeah on the no grow show because when you pull all of those pieces together that's when the flow comes mm. that's when flow kicks in it's because so you're signaling to yeah you're signaling to the universe Knowing and growing for yourself, that's showing yourself self-love, right? Mm. You're, you're, you're learning yourself, you're loving yourself, you're investing in yourself. Mm. When you're showing others, you're investing in others, so you're showing love to others. Mm. So it's love all the way around. And when you show the universe that you are love, the universe gives you that love back, right? Well, I love that so much. <laughs> I, it's so funny. I There's a a line, uh, the artist Pink, like I just love her so much. And uh-huh. she says something before a song starts and she says, I love love. And I, I'm <laughs> always quoting that because I, I just feel like it encapsulates it. Like I love love. And, mm-hmm. and 
I love that the work that you're doing is all about self-love and outward love, whether it's in a personal or a business situation. It's mm-hmm. it's so incredible. And I, I think that there is probably so much more that we can talk about, but I think ending on love is exactly where we should wrap it. And yep. I would love for you <laughs> to let people know, because I know you don't just work with big organizations. You also work with people one-on-one with women entrepreneurs. So how mm-hmm. can people contact you, get in touch with you, hire you to help them? Absolutely. So um, my website is blueviolenergy.com. Um, you can reach me via email as well at blueviolenergy at gmail.com. I answer all my emails personally. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. You might not see a whole lot of blue violet on LinkedIn. It's more my corporate <laughs> stuff out there, but on LinkedIn as Alicia Diggs Chavis. So those are probably Amazing. the best ways. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with me here today and sharing all of this incredible, your incredible journey, everything that you do, the results that you get, and just your, your light with the She Leads podcast audience. Thank you so much. Thank you, Adrian, for having me. And, you know, for all the good work that you do as well, people like me wouldn't be in the positions that we are to talk with people like you if you hadn't stepped out there to help other women and show other women the way. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. This and all of our episodes are brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the podcast network for women, by women. Thanks so much for listening to the She Leads podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support us, please share it with others, make a personalized post about what you took away on social media, and please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps our guests and our show to continue to gain visibility and traction. To learn more about how She Leads Media helps women to gain visibility, you can follow us on Instagram at She Leads Media, or you can head on over to SheLeadsMedia.com. If you'd like to network with me and other amazing women, don't forget to join us each year for the She Leads Live conference. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. The She Leads Podcast Network.